What's up, Freedom Church family? We are so glad that you've decided to join us today. Here at Freedom Church, we believe that God's word is crucial to experiencing his true freedom. We pray that you will find hope and that God will speak to you wherever you are through today's message. I want to uh, take you to Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. Just going to read two verses there. Two verses, two verses. And um, this is uh, kind of like a continuation from last week, but God has uh, spoken clear in my heart, and I want to make sure that you get everything that he has for you. So Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 7 says, But when Sambalat, Tobiah, and the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashad heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead, meaning had started. And that the gaps were being closed. They were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. I want to read... Again, verse 7 says, The repairs of Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and the gaps were being closed. Today, I want to take some time and speak to you on the theme, Close the Gaps. Close the Gaps. Close the Gaps. You may be seated. Thank you so much, worship team. Amen. Amen. Close the gaps. Close the gaps. Um, I feel that God is consistently speaking to us in a very profound way. Um, the way God speaks to us on, uh, on every single Sunday, every Tuesday night, and um, throughout our life, in our weeks, he speaks to us as if we are his friend. He speaks to us as if we were there next to him, side by side, as if he was our spouse. And it's something that I've always wanted to see in our church is for God to speak not only in a directional way, but in a loving, encouraging way, in a disciplinary way, because sometimes God speaks to us and it's a little rough. It hurts our, our ego. It speaks about forgiving our enemies and, and taking the other cheek, all of that good stuff, putting your sword away, right? That was a big one. But he speaks to us because he wants to bless our lives. He wants you to know that he's chosen you, that, that he selected you, that, that you are part of his plan, that you're not a mistake, that, that you're created specially for his design, for his purpose. And it is important that every single time that you sit here, uh, um, uh, Patsy said it earlier, and, and I want you to, to understand this, that we don't take God's presence for granted. 
It's important that we understand that when God is speaking to us, when he is close by, when he is he is going through our lives and he's filtering everything in our lives and he's changing things, he's 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 creating the space for him. It is important that we don't take that for granted, that we don't underestimate the power of God. So I want to make sure that you, you're sitting here and, and, and grasping everything that God has for you. I've been uh, recently going to the gym a lot lately. If you haven't noticed, well, that's on you. Okay? Thank you, Miguel. You've noticed. Now, my, my reasoning for going to the gym is not so people can notice, but so I can be healthier, so I can feel better. While I'm doing things, I am only 35 years old and I still have a long ways to go. Right. I still have a long ways to go. God willing. But I want to be able to do and function things the right way. I want to be able to function in a in a in a good space. I, I have to pastor. I, I have to pastor not only inside of the church. I have to pastor outside of the church. I have my wife. I have my children. I work a secular job until God says so and he deems fit. But there's a lot of things that I have to constantly do. This week was insane as I had to minister during the week week and in another place and had to uh, grow and encourage with others and build relationship with others. So I decided that I want to be better in my life when it comes to my health. So I've decided to go to the gym. Now, um, what helps me also is that Stephanie's brother, which is my brother-in-law, he has always gone to the gym. And recently, we have become very, very close. It's a relationship that God has placed in my hands, and I'm really uh, developing my, my friendship with him. And uh, he doesn't know it yet, but he thinks he's helping me, and in reality, he has the other way around. But he, he doesn't know it yet. His, his cables are crossed. God will, God will let him know who's boss here. But when it comes to the gym, he instructs me on how to do things because, once again, he's been working out for a very, very long time. And so I started this gym thing in January. I decided to stay consistent as much as I can. And I remember that when we started working out, the gap between his performance and mine's was in insane. There was such a massive gap between how he was performing in the gym and my performance. I would look at this man that is smaller framed than me. He is, he is thinner than me. He is smaller than me in every aspect except for his muscles. He would lift up heavy weight that I would stay astonished and I would be like, I'm going to try it because obviously I'm bigger than you, so I got to be able to lift it. And what I, what I noticed and started understanding that I couldn't. The gap was too wide for me. I thought that just because I look big that I was able to live heavy weights. I didn't understand that you have to go through a process of lifting and literally tearing up your muscles in order for them to repair and grow stronger. There needed to be a process in order for me to be able to close the gap. 
I can clearly say today that we had a workout recently and um, I used to always change the weights uh, for lighter weights. When he used to do his reps, I would change them lighter weights so I can do my reps and be able to kind of ca catch up to him. But in this workout, I felt a little bit stronger than I did before. So I did not change the weight. I kept on going as far as he went. And he looked at me surprisingly. He said, hey, Israel, get ready to pass me. I looked at him. I said, you're kidding. He said, I am serious. Because of your body frame, because of who you are in size, you're going to pass me. And I want that for you because the reality of it is that you are able to do way more than I can. This is the man that's teaching me how to weight train. He, he lifts heavy weights. I'm not talking about small, heavy weights. And he is telling me in my face that get ready, you're going to surpass me. I started understanding that what I had achieved through a process and a time was close the gap between me and him. Now, why is this so important? Why is closing the gap so important? Because Nehemiah, as I spoke to you last week, he is building walls for the people of Jerusalem. He feels compelled and he leaves his place in the palace to go build these walls. And he is yearning to build walls for others. He is yearning to build walls for his family, for, for his generation, for the, his ancestors. He is yearning to build walls for others. His mindset is to build for others as God builds for him. And so now he has opposition, and, and this is, is something that God has been putting in my spirit lately, that opposition is coming. It is here. It's going to be here. Why? Because you decided to become one of the builders. There is no reason why the enemy will fool around with you if you're not building walls. There is no reason why he would waste his time with somebody that does not care about building walls for others. The moment that you decide to leave your comfort and the place where you feel comfortable and the moment that you decide, I'm going to step out and be a leader. I'm going to step out and walk this thing through. I'm going to be obedient to God's word. I'm going to sacrifice. The moment that you decide that you're going to change other people's lives, the enemy has decided to mess with yours. There is no way that you are going to decide to walk on this path and the enemy is going to leave you alone. There is no way that you are going to have this amazing moment where God uses you and he instructs you and he guides you and he grows you. And the enemy is going to say, wow, that's exactly what I wanted for Brother Mark. I wanted God to use him. No, 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 no. The opposition to anything that God has revealed to you will be present at the time that you start building. 
Nehemiah was comfortable in the kingdom. There was no opposition for Nehemiah. He had nobody telling him anything about his life. He would serve the king in the palace and he would be faithfully serving until he decided to build walls. Now, this is important for Freedom Church that we grasp this very heavily. Because there is not one moment, I promise you, that you're going to decide building things and you're going to build your relationship in your marriage. You're going to be building your relationship with your kids. You're going to be building relationship with your grandchildren. You're going to be building relationship with, with the people of church. You're going to be building relationships with your family. And, and everything is going to be hunky-dory. You see, BG, there's some white in me. There's, there's no way. There is no way that you're going to be okay in the sense of there's not going to be no opposition. The moment that you decided to build and something confronts you, that's it. The opposition is telling you you're building. Hello? If you're in a oppositional moment, if something is opposing you and it continues to oppose you, it's because it's literally declaring in your life, you are building, sir. You're building. And so opposition reveals the true identity of who you are. You are a builder. And I can't let you build. Sorry. We have to take this in. We, we have to. God is not giving us these words so you can sit there and just say, yep, pastor preached today. Woo. What an awesome preaching. And then you for you to call me and go, pastor, everything is going to disaster. I know you're building. You're building. And when you are building, there's always opposition. It happened to me. I'm not exempt from it. The moment that I declared that I was going to plant a church at, in Tampa, Florida, named Freedom Church, the moment that I decided that, Stephanie went to her sonogram, and, and she thought everything was okay, and all of a sudden the doctor said, wow. The baby has a massive lung, in, a mass in their lungs, and I think we should terminate because they're not going to be a regular baby. This is opposition because I'm building. And when you start building and when you start declaring that you're going to walk in the things that God has created for you, opposition would present itself. Now it's up to me. To literally say, should I keep on going or should I stop? Because the opposition intimidated. Stephanie asked me, babe, do you think that this is a punishment? Because we're going to plant a church now. Should we not do it anymore? I said, the enemy is going to have to chalk this L up. Because I'm telling you right now, we are planting a church. Whether the enemy likes it or not. 
whether the opposition likes it or not. I'm going to continue to do what God has called me to do. And we are going to declare freedom, not only in through a microphone. We're going to declare freedom in our generation. I don't only pray for y'all. I pray for my daughters. Every single night, there's a little one called Grace that goes, Dad, pray time. We go inside the room, and you best believe that every night I pray with my two girls. I don't only talk about this. We got to live it. building opposition is coming so Nehemiah has opposition the opposition is we don't want you to build the wall because we feel like if you finish building hear me do you know why they didn't want them to build the wall at the end it reveals itself it says when Jerusalem and Israel build the walls the people surrounding them feared. Hello? They feared them because they knew they had strengthened their core and they feared that they can no longer be picked on like they used to. So they feared for them. They said, Woo, how the heck did they build those walls that fast? You know what it reveals? To the people on the outside, when opposition comes and you still finish the walls, that you're not meant to be messed with. That's what it reveals. Oh, can't mess with him. Because I'm telling you, I tried. Can't mess with her because I tried. I threw everything at it and the kitchen sink and they still build the walls. Do you know? That your building accolades become more stronger when opposition was present and you were still able to build. <laughs> it's easy for somebody to say, hey, I built something there. Really? Yeah, it was sunny. There was no issues, no problems. It was wonderful. Everybody wants that. But in reality, when you look at it, that person has no spine. They have no foundation versus somebody that goes, you have no idea how much it took me to build this. But now that we finished, we're going to celebrate. Yeah. It's a different it's, it's a different feel when you know that the enemy was trying to take you out and he couldn't because God's word trumps his attacks. So Nehemiah has opposition. Opposition. Isaac had opposition. He was expanding and he had opposition. They said, you got to get out of here. This is our well. Opposition. I want you to understand Freedom Church family opposition is coming. But it is only to reveal the real work that God is doing in your life. Opposition. Now, the Bible says that the opposition sees something peculiar that catches their attention. They see that the walls have begun to rise. They see that the gaps are being closed. 
and for the enemy to see that the gaps are being closed is to notice that they have no way back in. Hear me, because this is important for you. There is a need for you to close the gap. There is a need for you to close the gap on your pride. There is a need for you to close the gap on your selfishness. There is a need for you to close your gap on your misunderstanding. There is a need for you to close the gap on your patience. There is a need for you to close your, the gap on everything that God is calling you to close it because the reason why it is important, if you build a wall and don't close the gaps, the enemy can still get through. And what happens is, this is what happens when you build a wall and you don't close the gaps. Cam, come here. Julian, come here for a second. Today. Okay. God will tell us to build the wall. We will get busy building the wall and not notice that there is gaps while we're building. Hear me, because this is very important for you to understand. Cam is a wall that I'm trying to build. Now, this is the wall that God has called me to build, so I have to build it. Okay? I'm building it, and I'm focused on building it. But sometimes we choose what space we build in and what space we do not build in. There's moments that we choose what we're going to build and what we're not going to build. God will tell you, hey, build the relationship with that person. No, not that person. I'll build it with this person. Hey, build the relationship with this. No, 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 no. I'm going to build it the way God, I'll sign up to be a builder, but I'll, can I build it my way? So we'll build the wall. And what will happen is that we would leave gaps because I built this wall, but then I got distracted and I started building this wall. And in reality, the wall or the piece to the puzzle that God wanted us to build on was this one right here. We'll skip a step and then realize, God, why is this all happening to me? You missed a wall. There is a gap between the walls that you're trying to fortify. And so what the enemy will do, this is, this is us. We'll build the wall. We'll go, ooh, the enemy can't see me now. Yeah, they can't see me now. And you'll have your two walls and be, you'll be proud of the walls that you've built. Wow, the enemy can't get me now. And the enemy will go, oh, yeah, they ain't closed this wall yet. Yeah, I know he prays. Yeah, and I know he worships, but he doesn't forgive. Yeah, I can go through here. Ooh, excuse me. And we got to close the gap. We got to close the gap. Because closing the gap allows you for more space in the inside. It allows you to close it on the enemy that is trying to come and attack what's valuable in the inside. So you'll create walls 
but in reality leave gaps. Yeah, no, he, he tithes. It's a good wall. Oh, no, yeah. No, no, he's, he's definitely a, a, a very nice person to everybody that comes through the door. Yeah, that's a nice wall. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, no, they, they battle with anger management. Let me sneak it right here. Gap. The enemy doesn't need a wide open space to get through. Hear me, hear me. God wants to provide you a wide open space so you can flourish. The enemy needs a gap so he can destroy it. Hello? God wants to give you a wide open space so you can flourish. The enemy just needs a gap to destroy it. Got to close the gaps. It is not only the things that you are good at. It's the things that you're not good at that need to be surrendered so the gaps can close. So the enemy can look at the wall and go, how do I get through? You can't. Because I've closed the gaps. Look, hear me. The Bible says that they saw the walls being started, but that the gaps were being closed, and the Bible says they got angry. They wouldn't have been angry if the wall would have just started to rise. What scares the enemy is not the wall being tall. What scares the enemy is that the wall has no space. So you can build the wall, but if there's gaps in between, you're bound to fail because the enemy can get through and slither in through that gap and take everything that you have that God has provided because of a gap. So we got to close it. There's things that God still hasn't provided on this end of the wall because the gap is not closed. Hear me. Why would he provide something of value when he knows that the gap is open and the enemy can take it? Why? He knows your gap is open. He knows that you allowed that space so the enemy can come through. So he won't be able to provide everything that's over here because he knows the enemy can see through the gap. He can come through the gap. So if what he's going to give you is valuable, you must close the gap so you can protect it. The Bible says they got angry because the gaps were being closed. Hear me. What angers your enemy is that you close gaps 
that can allow him to come in and take you out. Grab my hand. When the gaps are closed, it's hard for the enemy to come through. Because I'm not going to allow that somebody hurt me and I couldn't forgive them to be the factor to destroy what God has provided for me. I'm not going to allow that past experience with that one person to create a gap that when I meet, I meet another person, I have, I have thoughts that are not godly because the gaps are not closed. How can God, hold on, how can God provide to me new things if I haven't closed the gaps? angry because they saw that the wall had been started and the gaps were being closed. Can I tell you something? Do you know what I see in this passage? They underestimated they underestimated that I am able to close gaps. So they are angry because they saw the gaps being closed because in their minds, they're saying to themselves, with that wall being so tore up, there ain't no way that they can create a wall and close the gaps. But they underestimated that God has given me the power to close gaps. That's why they're angry. Because they see Mark closing gaps. That's why they're angry. Because they see Jomara closing gaps. That's why they're upset. Because they see Pastor Rich closing gaps. They're, they're getting upset because, Larissa, you're closing gaps wherever you go. So you walk into a room and you're closing gaps with your presence and people don't understand. They go, what's so different about that girl? She's a gap closer. People will get upset that you're actually seeing results when they thought less of you. So because you think that I won't close this gap, you really actually think that's going to come true? Because you think you have a perspective of me, you don't think that I can close this gap? Your thought of me does not uh, uh, dictate my result in what God can do. You, you thought because I was a, 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 a novice that God wouldn't grow his people? You could keep on thinking whatever you want as long as I close these gaps. The Bible says that they got so upset that they, they started talking about how they can go and fight them because the gaps were being closed. Hear me. So the enemy will have a meeting with his people to make sure he has a blueprint to stop from you closing gaps. Let's gather together. Let's talk about how I will not let Cam close that gap.
Let, let's talk about it real quick. How can we divert a plan to not allow Julian to close that gap? He, it, 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 the thing is that he let his dad, he saw his dad not close that gap. So now he's not going to close it either. I know it. Do you know that some gaps are generational? We're excellent wall builders at times. Horrible gap closers. And it's generational. Because I will only build what my dad built. So I said, oh, he only built these two walls. Yeah, so I just need to build these two walls because my dad built. So I'm going to build exactly what my dad built. Come here, Abraham and Isaac. My dad lied. So I'm going to lie. We'll leave the gap open for the enemy to come through. And he is banking that you are leaving gaps for your generation. You, you know what's, 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 uh, what's, what's crazy to me? Is that we are so focused on right now in us by ourselves that we are not thinking that the enemy is plotting not only for you. He's plotting for generations after you leave. Because he's waiting for you to leave gaps. He is expecting that I leave a gap where joy can also leave a gap. He's expecting for I to leave a gap where grace will also leave a gap. And if I don't start showing my girls how to close gaps, they will allow the enemy to go through their own gaps themselves. But I want a generation that when, when they see their father, they can say, my dad closed the gap on forgiveness and so am I. My dad closed the gap on pride and so am I. My dad closed the gap on his selfishness, and so am I. They have to see you be able to close gaps. If you struggle with a gap, your children are going to struggle with that gap. Because they follow everything you do. They do everything you do. And the reality of it is, if I don't close this gap and then trust God, neither will they. I'm not only closing the gap for me. I'm closing the gap for my generation. Why were they building the walls? Were those walls just going to stand there until they passed away? No, they were building the walls for the future generation. Nemias wasn't talking about, I'm going to build the walls so that way when I'm here, the walls can stay firm. And then after I'm gone, the walls can be destroyed. No, 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 no. He was building not only for this generation that he was alive for. He was building for generations to come. The gap has to be closed. Because if it's not, the enemy can destroy. 
close the gap. God, it's hard because this piece of wall, <clears throat> it gets me angry. I know. But if you don't close it, the enemy can use it to destroy everything I've given you. So you got to close the gap. There's no other way to do it. I know that this piece of wall is strong and your other piece of wall is strong. And I know that you're proud of those walls. But if you don't close the gap, the enemy doesn't care about the other pieces that are strong. He looks and, and prefers the wall that's missing and that is weak. The enemy will never look at and go, wow, you're really strong there. I wonder if I can knock you in your strength. No, 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 no. He'll say, where is the gap? I know he has it somewhere. I know he prays. I know he tithes. I know that he goes to church. But where is the gap? Where's the gap? Where's the gap? Where's the gap? Do you, do you understand that marriages fail not because some of the walls were not strong in their marriage? It was because the enemy found the gap. He found the gap. He found the gap. He said, oh, this person doesn't forgive. This person is arrogant. Oh, I have my and you could have said, I, I never saw myself separating. I loved her. I bought gifts. I, I did this and I did that. It wasn't that. It wasn't your strong walls. It was the gap. It was the gap. It's the gaps that take everything that God has given you. The gaps. That space in between that God wants to deal with, it, the one that you don't close, that's the one the enemy uses to destroy what God is trying to give you, the gap. The gap. You have to close it. And you can only do that through humbling and total surrender. You have to close the gaps. I have to for my marriage. I have to for my children. I have to for their children. I have to. It's a responsibility. And the church needs to close the gap. Because we are called the church. But there's a lot of gaps. And we have our strength, don't we? We got chairs and musicians and lights. Yeah, that's awesome. Great walls. But the enemy can see the gaps. So he'll destroy a whole entire church, not through the strength of their walls, through the openness of their gaps. It's the gaps. So the Bible says, Nehemiah closes the gaps on purpose because he does not want anyone to come through the gaps and they get upset and angry that the gaps are being closed the gaps Amen. 
I know I struggled with pornography, but I closed that gap. I know I struggled with anger, but I closed that gap. I know that I struggled with never forgiving that one person, but I closed the gap. I know that I've never surrendered in my life for real, for real, because I wanted to do it my way, but I closed the gap. Now try to get in, but the gaps are closed. And all, all the enemy can do is try to figure out how to get through when the gaps are closed. <laughs> he can't do anything. The Bible says that they tried to figure out how they could come and fight against them because the gaps were closed. They can't do nothing. They can't sneak attack. They can't go through nowhere because the gaps are closed. So the enemy will try to figure out what other way can I? The gaps are closed. I can, how can I? The gaps are closed. When the gaps are closed, everything else can flow. Yes. My children are protected when the gaps are closed. My destiny is protected when the gaps are closed. My life is in perfect form when the gaps are closed when I say that I mean because God has you in his hands and there is no better place than to be in God's hands as long as the gaps are closed I'm able to function in what God has called me over here this is when I have freedom when the gaps are closed because now I'm able to work over here and, and I can feel safe that the gaps are closed. I can do jumping jacks from over here. I can do cartwheels from over here because the gaps are closed. Now, hear me. I'm finishing camp. The Bible says, that, that they finished the wall, but I, I wanted to bring something very important up, and I, I want to read it to you because I think it's, it's very important that I read this to you as we're finishing here. The Bible says in Exodus, I know that Pastor Brett has already taken, his, taken us through Exodus, but God is uh, really speaking to, to my life through Exodus. The, the Bible says this in Exodus chapter 14, verse 10, right? It says, as Pharaoh approached the Israelites, looked up, and they were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done by bringing us out of Egypt. Do you know that the Israelites are escaping because God has allowed them to be free? In, and they have left Pharaoh. And all of a sudden, 
they see that as they're marching to the promised land, that there is a gap between Pharaoh and them. And they're telling Moses, Moses, why are they so close to us? Why? You should have just let us be. Now there's a gap. And that gap can be easily countered with them getting closer and closer and them being able to finish us off. You should have just left us where we were at. Because this gap is going to destroy us. Do you know that the true gap that they had wasn't the Egyptians and them? It was the gap of lack of faith in their God. That was the gap. They're looking at the wrong gap. They're looking at the space between them and the Egyptians, and they're getting scared. That's just a little bit of space, Moses. Why you let them? Why? Why did you let? Why did you tell us to leave Egypt if this was going to be horrible in the desert? That's not the gap. Because there is gaps that God allows so he can be the one to close it. Come here, come here. There's gaps that God will allow so he can close it. The gaps that you need to worry about being closed is trusting in him at all costs. <laughs> so they are worried about the small gap. That has been created. The Egyptians are after us, Moses. They're right there. The space is very small. And Moses is saying, no, 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 no. You're focusing on the wrong gap. That gap, God's about to close. The gap that you need to close is that you need to trust in God. Because my God, he's a gap closer. Hear me. The Bible says that Moses answered to the people, don't be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the gap closer. You will see the gap closer. Close the doors and the gap on every enemy you see in front of you. Don't be afraid. For you will see the deliverance of the Lord bring you today. Those gaps. Those gaps. That have been controlling you for your life. Those gaps that have hindered you. Those gaps that have destroyed you. Those gaps that destroy your generations. Those gaps that have not allowed you to see the fullness of God. Those gaps. You will never see again. Because he's a gap closer. Moses, but the space between like, his, it's right there. Like they're right there. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that gap. 
you be sure to close the gaps that you need to. You know what Nehemiah taught me in the scripture is that he wasn't he wasn't closing the gaps just because he 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 knew that the enemy can get through those gaps. But when the enemy started to try to plan to destroy them, he said those gaps God got. The Bible says that he prayed. He said, God, you take care of those gaps and I'll take care of these. He'll take care of the other gaps, the, the, the threats, the, 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 the things that you think that people are going to harm you. The, those, those things, the, the criticism, the, the doubting that God can do it. Those gaps God will take care of but you got to take care of the gaps of your faith, of your insecurity in him. Those gaps, you got to close. <laughs> He's the gap closer. Say the gap closer. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move raise your staff and stretch your hand over the sea and I will create a gap. <laughs> BG, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Because I, listen, I don't know if they're hearing me, but I want you to hear me. <laughs> Not only is God a gap closer, He's a gap creator. You don't believe me. The Bible says he told Moses, stop crying. I'm about to create a gap between the waters where your people can go through. So not only will I close a gap, I'll open one too. The Bible says that the walls of Jericho were tightly shut and there was no gaps. Y'all not listening. They thought I came to play with them, Cam. The, the Bible says Jericho was tight and no one can get in. And God said, it's okay because I'm a gap creator too. And the walls came crashing down. The Bible says that Moses stretched out the hand and the waters parted, creating a gap so they can walk on dry land. And when the enemy was following them, the Bible says that the gap opener closed the gaps on them. He drowned everything that wanted to destroy you. He drowned everything that wanted to take you out. He drowned it because he's a gap opener and he's a gap closer. And hear me. This is beautiful. The Bible says, you know that gap that sometimes you feel that that gap 
that you're far away from God, that gap that you feel like God is not near you anymore, that sometimes you question and you think in your, in your thoughts, maybe, maybe I'm not as close to God as I thought. Maybe, maybe there's other things that can, can easily, I can go places and he could, I could easily create a distance. Well, Psalms 139 verse 7 and 8 says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee your presence? If I go and create a gap into the heavens, you close that gap because you're there. If I make my bed in the depths where I feel like I can actually create a gap between me and you, you close that gap too because you're also there. Where? Where? He's the gap opener and gap closer. Romans chapter 8, verse 38, 39, because maybe you're thinking, well, pastor read that Psalms wrong. Okay, no worries. I got Romans for you. For I am convinced that neither death nor life can create a gap. Neither nor angels, nor demons, nor presence, nor future, nor powers, not height, not death. Nothing in all creation can create a gap between me and my God. Because he's the gap closer and gap opener. He will open a door when others have closed it for me. And he will close a door that my enemy wants to get through when they're trying to destroy me. He will open a door when, when I need to speak to my family. And he will close the door on the lions. He will shut the mouths of the lion when, when they come roaring and want to take me out. Here comes Daniel. Throw him in the lion's den. That's fine because my God is a gap closer. Shut your mouths. But the same God that shut the mouths of the lions when they threw the other servants, he opened the mouths of the same lions and they ate them up. Because he's a gap opener, gap closer. What he will use to destroy my enemy, he will use in the favor to exalt who I am. Yeah. Close the gaps. Hear me. And I finish with this. Here comes Joshua. Joshua is about to give instructions. And he's telling his people, march. March. God has already closed one chapter. He's about to open the next. He's closed one gap. He's about to open another one through us. And he tells the people, you got to march. Hear me. The Bible says, Joshua verse three, uh, chapter three, verse three says this, giving orders to the people, Joshua, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, what's the Ark of the Covenant? The presence of God. Are we in agreement with that? The Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of God and the Levites priests carrying it. You are to move out the way or into your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, okay? But keep a gap between you and the presence of God. Right there. Exodus. I'm sorry, Joshua, chapter 3, verse 3. It says, go. Follow the Ark of the Covenant and keep the distance from the Ark of the Covenant. 
You'll follow it, but you got to keep your distance from it. You'll follow it, but you got to keep the distance from it. Follow the Ark of the Covenant, but keep a distance from it. You want to see how much my God is a gap closer? They couldn't. They couldn't worship freely. They had another priest go inside of the, of the inner room. Pastor Brett have been teaching about this, the tabernacle. They had spaces and gaps that people couldn't get through. So you could only go to like the outside. You were not good enough to go in the inside. And so the holies of holies, that's what, that was another gap. That's where the ark of the presence lied. And so people couldn't get close to the presence because if not, it would kill you. So it was a major gap. People depended on other people to close the gap for them. They would sacrifice. They would do animals and say, Mark, I'm going to close the gap for you and your family. Don't worry. I got you. I'll stand right here and I'll sacrifice an animal. I'll sacrifice whatever I got to do for you, for your family, for your whole entire generation. I'll close the gap. The high priest. The Bible says that here came a man named Jesus. And he got on the cross and he died for me and you. He closed the gap and now James chapter 4 verse 8 the what did Joshua say follow the ark of the covenant but keep a distance from it follow it but distance yourself from the ark James chapter 4 verse 8 says this come near Come near to me, and I will draw near to you. Because I closed the gap. There is no longer the holies of holies. No one has to sacrifice anything for you. Nobody has to close the gap for you. Now I have closed it completely. And now, and now, and now you can come inside the holy place. What's the holy place? Pastor, can you tell me what's the holy place? Wherever you kneel and bow down and show reverence, that's the holy place. He's closed the gap. I don't have no limitations. I have none that hinder me from getting close to my God. You know why? Because he's a gap closer and an opener. Hear me. He closed the gap for the high priest not to be able to do the sacrifice anymore. And he opened me, one, so I can worship him. He opens and closes any door that he feels that needs to be shut and open because he is the gap opener and closer. Stand on your feet. Do we know that there are some gaps that we need to close? Absolutely. Do we know that there are some gaps that if it's not closed, the enemy can come through? Absolutely. 
Do we know that opposition is present when you're growing and building? Absolutely. Do we know that God has the last word? Absolutely. Do we know that if there's a gap that needs to be closed, he can close it? Absolutely. And do we know that if there's no opening for me, he can also create one? Absolutely. Therefore, I say this. Why don't we trust him more? We sing songs about trust and we talk about God's goodness and we shout and praise and we cry, but we don't trust. Why? We say we do. I trust God. No, we don't. He's the God that opens doors. Don't say that if you don't believe it. He opens doors that no man can close. And he also closes doors that no man can open. Why do we not trust him? God, I love you. We worship you today, but you don't trust him. In your secret place, you're constantly doubting, is he going to really do what he's really going to do? He is. Because he opens gaps and closes them for your soul and life. I don't want you to leave here and say, Pastor, you preached an amazing message and not apply it. From now on, I'm to apply everything that God speaks to me. And if God told me to close the gap, I have to apply it and close the gap. If I know that opposition is coming and I need to continue building, then that's what's going to have to happen. And I'm going to apply it. And I'm not quitting because the opposition got too hard. The opposition going to have to quit because them walls are built. Trust God. Apply it to your life and to your soul. Trust God. Do not be another person or another Christian person standing in church grounds thinking to yourself, this was an awesome service and that's where it's at. You take the glory with you. He closed that gap. He closed the gap. So in his name, we do what he's called us to do. Close the gap. Close the gap. And you will see the wonders of God in your life. Trust him with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Stop it. Trust him that he has everything 
that you can possibly want or need. He has it. And he will deliver in time. If you would like to learn more about who we are and what we believe at Freedom Church, then make sure you visit our website at freedomchurchfamily.com. You will find it easy to invest in this ministry as well as be a part of our upcoming events. Thank you so much for listening and remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this one. We pray you accept this gift of freedom and share it with someone you know.